Hey guys, welcome to Storytime at the Rubus, a weekly podcast where we all talk about funny or interesting stories from the Bonner Music and Arts Festival. I'm Chelsea. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sharla. And Brooke's over here joining us too, but we don't know if she's going to talk or not. Hello. Okay. Oh, she's over there. So this is officially episode one of the new podcast. Thanks for hanging out with me and Charles last week as we tried out episode zero and ironed out the kinks. We want to give a big shout out to the guys at the What Podcast, uh, Barry, Brad, and Russ, for hooking us up with some good advice and encouraging us along. Make sure you check them out. They are the OGs. They have a really good news podcast. I think they're on hiatus right now, but they're going to come back in a few months. Yeah. And uh, Brad has a new project, too. I can't recall the name right now, but he's doing a fun project where he is interviewing bands. I think he started with Moon Taxi a couple of weeks ago. That's cool. It is very cool. We got a bigger crowd on the back porch this week. It was just me and Charles last week, but now we got the whole crew back here and a couple of bugs that are getting in my ear, too. You guys, I want you to do me a favor. Chelsea, you are new on the podcast this week. Can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your Bonnaroo career? Okay. I, uh, my name's Chelsea, obviously. I just said that like 30 seconds ago. But I do a lot of, I guess, photography and stuff. I was the media photographer last year. That was a lot of fun. And I did, my favorite shoot was actually Gambino, which I'll talk about that later because it has to do with my story. But that's pretty much what I do. I'm a photographer. Love it. Been doing it for a while. So tell me about your um, photography business. I know you've been pushing that in the past year. I pretty much do everything. I do... Music, weddings, engagements. I just recently started getting into food photography, and that's been a lot of fun to use. Because you get, food to, stuff. you get to picture yeah. it and then eat it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to eat everything because then I'd be like 300 pounds, but still. Still, though. Yeah. So this week, we've got a couple of funny stories that some listeners have sent along. Actually, we've got one amazing story that our buddy Nick has sent along that we'll get to in a moment. And then we also have a really awesome story from Chelsea. You heard her talk earlier about uh, the story surrounding Childish Gambino from this past year in 2019. But I thought we would talk a little bit of news first. Since Exit 111 in Manchester is coming up in just three weeks, I thought I'd ask you guys, what, what do you think about what's going on with that? What do you think, Charlotte? I mean, it's not really my jam, personally. You know, I'm not really a huge fan of that kind of music. Um, I'm interested to see what type of crowd they have, like how it goes for them to have other events on the farm. Uh, the only other events that the farm has had that I know of, they had like a... a a warrior dash or something one year. Uh, but other than that, I don't know of anything to say else that they've had there. So I'm just interested to see how it'll turn out for them. That's it as far as I know, that warrior dash. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, also there was Ichiku back in the day in 1999. It was kind of like the oh, well, proto that, room. Yeah. So Chelsea, would you ever go to Exit 111? What do you think about it? I'd take pictures there, but I probably wouldn't. I feel the same way as Sharla. Like it's not really my jam. I looked at the lineup, and there's a couple of bands that I would be interested in seeing. But I think for me, the one thing that makes me not so interested in Exit 111 is there's not really a variety of stuff. You know, when we go to Bonnaroo, there's a little bit of everything. Yeah, exactly. There's, you know, hip-hop, and there's EDM, there's rock music, there's, in, but, at some years, there's been jazz, you know? I mean, it's targeted to a specific audience. Uh, you know, where Bonnaroo tries to cast a wide net, it's casting a little bitty net, so... You can tell that they're expecting a smaller crowd. I looked at the map mm -hmm. for Exit 111 today, and they're utilizing maybe like only half of the campground space. Oh, yeah. I hope it does well, though, because the fact that additional events are happening at the farm, it has been why we've gotten new stuff like barns right. in the campgrounds. Yeah, that's right. true. And a water line. Right, that's why they're patterns. putting in new infrastructure for them. Yeah.
So guys, let's get into the stories that we had this past week that were sent in to us from some listeners. We put out a couple of posts on Reddit and Loophole to Reality and on our Twitter account asking for some cool stories. And we got a ton in, and I'm very sorry that we can't get to them all. And if you ever don't want to post your story publicly, you want it to be anonymous or whatever, you can always email us at therealrupus at mail.com. Not Gmail, just therealrupus at mail.com. One of the coolest ones that I got was from Claire on Twitter. She sent me a picture of their peace crew. And you guys might remember this. Do you remember there being a giant inflatable peace sign as yes. a totem that was yes. going everywhere? Yes. I well, play, that I play was, that like every year. That was Claire and her crew. She sent us a story, and I wonder if you want to tell us about this, Charla. She sent us this on Twitter. Could you read it for us? Okay, sure, absolutely. Claire said her and her crew, they were often spreading peace and love. I'll just read it word for word. Said, you could hear us often spreading peace and love. Peace, y'all. Hey, peace. Peace, 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 as we moved around crowds and stuff. One night, we were all pretty exhausted and taking a breather at a picnic table in between sets. We were getting pretty hangry, and some of us started getting snippy with each other. Not really fighting or anything, just snippy. Then, out of nowhere, these, like, group of girls circled around the picnic table, running around us, all yelling, Peace, 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 peace! Peace, peace! And they were gone just as quick as they arrived. We even all questioned if it actually happened, or if that's how quick these girls appeared and disappeared again. It was the funniest, most rude thing ever. The girls sensed our somewhat negative vibes, circled around us like little rude vultures, and reminded us that we're the peace crew. So from that moment on, any time any of us started to get a little antsy or snippy, we would all chant, peace, 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 peace and everything was all sin again. I love that. Yeah. I feel like that's really representative of a lot of things that you see, like at crazy nights on the farm. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, let's be honest. We've all gotten to the point where it's been a long, hot day, and you're a little yeah. tired, and you're just, like, ready for the next thing. Maybe you're a little annoyed. That That's happened to us a time or two, oh, right? Yeah. But also what's cool to me about that is, like, people just, like, running up to you and doing, like, crazy stuff just to give you a, a laugh or to cheer you up or something like that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I could tell you, you know, I actually had a moment to myself in 2013 when I actually sat down and I was crying. Uh, long story. I won't get into it. But someone just came up to me and he was like, oh, are you okay? High five. And it just really made my day. It was just an amazing experience. Something like that happened to me in 2016. We were waiting on LCD sound system to start. And we were just goofing off. We're all in a pretty good mood already, you know. But some girl walks by and she's got these like long LED lashes coming out of her fingers or whatever. I didn't even really know what it was. And I'm just like, hey, can you just come like put that in my face? And not only did she do that, she like grabbed me with it and started like pulling me away. And I'm like, whoa. And then the band started and that was a wild night. We yeah, can get into that, that story some other time. So the other one we got is amazing. This already kind of went viral today, the day that we recorded this. Um, this is from our good buddy, Nick. He's down in Birmingham. He goes to school at UAB, and he's one of the crew with the Roo Shoot. Nick replied to us on Twitter today, and this is insane. I'm going to read this as he put it, maybe expand a little bit. He says, we're taking it all the way back to pre-Roo Shoot, pre-volunteer, when he was a Roo version back in 2013. So he's snaking his way through the back of the other tent, if memory serves him correctly, to see Walk the Moon. Nick says he's bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and he's ready for the night set to start. This was Thursday night, so he hadn't really experienced a night on the farm. This was his first bomber, right? The sun's setting, and the moon is inching upwards. He snaps a photo that he sent us beneath the roll like a rock star sign, the circle around the left side of the tent to get a better view. Nick says he gets halfway back in the back of the tent. It's time to go in. Just as he's starting to duck under the wire, he's pushed to the ground. 
And at this point in time, you know, you just had regular sized backpacks when those were allowed in Cinnaroo. And Nick was like kind of the tank of the campsite, so everybody's asking him to carry things. We've all been there, Nick. Oh, yeah. So he's trudging her along, doing a bunch of stuff. He's getting pushed to the ground. That was quite a sight. He looks up, and there's this massive dude. He says he's like 250 pounds of pure muscle, maybe more. He's in black jeans. He's got on a tucked-in, button-down shirt, and he's walking over him. And he thinks, you know, this is not typical Bonnaroo wear. It's not something that somebody would wear in Cinnaroo. Especially because that year was, like, really hot. It got up to around 100 degrees that oh, yeah. year. Me and you were there. Do you remember that? So this bodybuilder bro barely looks down at him. He's really mad. He says he's brushing off the dirt off of his shoulder, and he feels a hand on his shoulder. He, You know, he's thinking it's the older dude bro coming yeah, back so for seconds. Yeah, so he's, like, on the ground by this point. Yeah, yeah. He looks around, and he looks up, and it's an older guy, like, in his 70s, maybe even older. And he's, like, kind of, you know, disoriented. He didn't recognize him. Then he remembers. And he's like, why am I here? Who was the headliner that helped him decide to buy a ticket? He's looking up, and he's looking right in the face of Sir Paul McCartney. <laughs> he says, Sir Paul helps him to his feet. He can't talk. His mouth is, like, wide open, and he's just, like, staring. And, he, you know, he says he gets up, and Paul looks him up and down, gives a nod of approval, and says, should I try to do his voice? No. I'm going to anyway. No. Sorry about my bodyguard. Hope I see you in the crowd tomorrow night, and happy <laughs> room. He says Sir Paul leaves for the VIP viewing se- viewing section, but not before he kind of looks at him and he's like, shh. <laughs> Everybody around him is buzzing and whispering. One guy turns to him and says, dude, you were just touched by a beetle. Happy Bonnaroo, <laughs> dude. And that's when he knew Bonnaroo magic is real. Oh. <laughs> this that's went amazing. crazy viral day. Nick, that that's is amazing. amazing. I was telling Nick, uh, I texted him earlier today. I was like, dude, something similar happened to me in 2013, too. Like, I ran into the Lumineers, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, that's just that's, Bonnaroo magic, man. Okay, so you, every time you go to Bonnaroo, there's always, like, the chance that you're going to run into a celebrity. I mean, I've ran into tons and tons of celebrities. Uh, but to run into a headliner like that is just, like, one in, you know, 100,000 chance. I mean, it's just crazy. The only thing that I can think of where something like that happened to us, we were in New Orleans. We were going to Voodoo Fest, what, two years ago, I guess? Oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're walking around in the French Quarter, and I ran into James Murphy from LCD Sound System. Okay, next up, we got a really funny story from Chelsea. story is just kind of ridiculous on my part but this year past Bonnaroo I was really excited because I got a media pass to go in and get some pictures and um, we were gonna go see Gambino and so we're in line and everyone's you know we're getting all pumped up singing the songs you know getting ready to see Gambino and then we see this guy who looks like Gambino's twin which is hilarious that was like that already, like, pumped everybody up. It freaked me out because I was talking to you and Aaron mm-hmm. and looking over your shoulder, yeah. and I saw mm-hmm. him, and I'm like, why would he be here? Yeah. Like, my He's first thought... Line. Yeah, yeah. My first thought wasn't to go, like, say hi, but I'm just like, why is he here? I'm so confused. <laughs> he really did <laughs> is look... Is he just, like, coming out to the pit? Yeah. That would have been like, hilarious. Is he, just, is he just hanging out with People everyone? People would have lost their minds if it was actually him, but, but he looked, he looked very, like... Very, very similar. It was like Gambino, but like ten years younger. Yeah, he looked a little younger than. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, 
like a previous album version of Gambino. He had on a Hawaiian shirt, yeah. and his beard wasn't as thick, you know. Yeah. Now, the crazy thing, I'm pretty sure other people saw this guy, because I saw something on the internet earlier. Yeah. Someone said that they had saw a Childish Gambino lookalike at Bonnaroo. Really? Yeah. yeah. So I'm pretty sure people saw him. Okay, so for the actual part of the story, that other part, like, kind of pumped us up, you know, thinking we saw Gambino. It was just his, you know, little lookalike, whatever. But we're getting the pint, and this story is more of like, it's funny for other people, but kind of embarrassing for me, but I'll just tell it because people thought it was hilarious. So we are, we got lucky, we got in the pit, we're pretty close to the front, and we had a buddy who was in line with us, Justin. He does some stuff with, I think, Rutan Clan, isn't it? I think so. Or something. The funny thing about He's him is... He's a photographer is, at Bonnaroo, too. Yeah. Though. He does stuff, yeah. We ran into him at the uh, Rushoot meetup a couple of months earlier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so maybe that's where he was from. But yeah, he was, you know, he kind of helped us out, um, and we were in line waiting, and we got in the pit, everything was all good, and he was like, you see that riser over there? There's a lot of security guards walking up to it, and then we're like, what? And he was like, I think he's going to come from the riser and not the front of the stage. And everyone's like, no, that's not going to happen. It's like, no, he's going to come in the front, like, it's not going to be that big of a deal. And then we keep looking, and slowly but surely... More and more and more security guards start like surrounding this riser, and we are like, okay, we gotta do it, cause like no one, no one was near the riser. Everybody was, you know, near yeah. the front of the stage. So we ran to the riser, and then we look, and we're like, holy shit! There are literally security guards just like bellowing to this riser. And we're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, he's going to be right here. Because we were, like, two <laughs> feet away from the riser. We were, like, right there on the edge. So we were freaking out. And we're like, no, is he Is he going to start the riser? Oh, God, oh, God, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? And I'm freaking out. And I realized that, yes, in fact, he was starting at the riser. So he walks up, like, you know, jumps right on top of it. And we're all screaming, like, oh, my God. And then I don't know where, what kind of Bonnaroo demon, like, possessed me to say this, but I was like, oh my God, I'm going to shit out of my vagina. And I screamed that so loud. And literally I looked at Brooke and she turned around and gave me the most embarrassing, like, why the fuck did you just say that? And then everybody in the crowd, like everyone like in that row with us just started laughing. Cause, and then I just realized what I had said. And I was like, you know what? It's okay. I'm just going to take these shots. And so I got the shots the whole time. I was lucky because the shots came out a lot better than I thought they were going to be. Because yeah. I was, it was screaming the entire time. I was like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> but like, I mean, they worked out. I mean, I, Gambino probably heard me say I'm going to, shit out of my vagina. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you right now, when you said that, I kind of turned around. I was like looking at the pit because everybody's like, you know, looking in our direction because he's starting to rise yeah. up on that thing. You had the whole pit cracking up. I know. Everybody yeah. heard that. I I think he I may have heard I, that. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> it was it delirious. Just, uh, yeah. And it's funny because like, I do, you know, I've done a lot of shows. I don't really freak out about celebrities that much. Like, I've ran into celebrities in the backstage. But, yeah. like, Gambino, 
knows how to put on a show to where he just looks like a god. Like, he just knows oh, how to yeah. do that. Because when I got some other stuff, like, it's fine. Like, I've, I've been very, like, you know, cool as a cucumber, whatever. But, like, Gambino, like, it's a whole different ballgame. Oh, yeah. That so. whole thing was amazing. Starting out from, like, when he, like, rose up, like, what, 50 feet in the air? I don't know. Yeah. and this, we- Well, also, too, having that happen with him being able to sing that well live and mm-hmm. just like hearing that live and then hearing a song that you've never heard because it's like it's only done live and so you hear that and it's just like oh, Brooklyn, what was the name of that song that he only does live that hasn't been uh, published uh, Rider in the Dark Human no. Sacrifice is that it? no no That's, you can find that on Spotify easily okay. doesn't it go like Rider like, in the Dark yeah or something yeah, like that Rider in the Dark or something yeah we'll find it's that. really but good that was great I don't I don't think you can find it you can't, yeah. You can, like, you can p- find, like, people recording it, like, recordings of it from a YouTube video, but, like, you can't find an actual, like... I remember he said, he this is live it. only. Yeah, yeah, he only mm-hmm. performs it live. Yeah. That was amazing. Uh-oh, Cornbread the Dog has joined us. But I remember that night, it was like we were on another planet. So I'm standing behind him, he's facing the rest of the crowd, like, away from the what stage. And I'm holding up the Ricky the Cat totem, and I realized... Everyone is looking at Ricky the Cat right now. Yeah. Everyone, because he's right behind Gambino. And I swear, he came back up for a second section at the riser later. He turns around, he looks at everybody in the pit. He looks at me and he sees Ricky the Cat. He kind of shoots me like a look like, I remember hey, that face. Yeah. He, makes a, he made a face at you. It he was saw, funny. He saw my totem and he's like, hey man, that's cool. Like, <laughs> he said that with his eyes. With his eyes, okay. <laughs> you know, uh, sure. follow-up story. Sure. Here's a follow-up short story. The same thing kind of sort of happened to us two days later with the Lumineers. Remember? What do you mean? The Lumineers had their own riser as well. Yeah, and it was, Brooke was like, no. I was like, no, we're up front. We got a really great spot. And Brooke told me, she was like, no, come over here. I know what I'm talking about. They're, it's going to rise. And literally, lo and behold, not only did that stage rise, but they got off the risers, and I was literally in the crowd just chilling with Wesley from the Lumineers, like, yeah, right he, next to me. He came down and from the riser. I got some great shots from that. And he walked through the crowd, like, yeah. right next to us, and ran over Charlotte's shoes. Yeah, <laughs> I was taking off my shoes because they were hurting my feet, and he, yeah, well, he crushed them, so. <laughs> he didn't know. Thanks. Wes, if you're listening to this, it's okay. We forgive you. <laughs> Moral of the story for both of these Get in the pit for your favorite artists. Oh, it's yeah. worth the oh, wait. Oh, yeah. It's definitely worth the yeah. wait. Yeah. yeah. I waited eight or nine hours to get in the pit for you 2 back in 2017. Worth it. It was worth it for the, what, five hours that we waited to see Gambino up front? wasn't that long. It was pretty long. Yeah. I can't remember. Oh, something else I'll say. There was a story that was sent in to us. This guy and his buddy that made it into the pit for the late night fish show after that Gambino show that same night. Didn't have to wait at all. He just wandered in there at the last minute because there was space in there for everyone. Wow. Don't be afraid to try for the Oh, pit. yeah, never be afraid because I see so many shows like that. A lot of people at Bonnaroo don't know what the pit line is. And I see questions yeah. about it. They think it's like a VIP thing because yeah. if you've never been before, you're, you don't know. you're yeah. not going to know. So I see so many shows where they, they'll let the people in the pit, but then people will just walk up in there. Yeah. Especially at the uh, the witch stage. I see that all the time. I remember we could have walked right in for Tame Impala yeah. in 2016. Oh, yeah. There's been a lot of shows. If it's not a headliner, you can probably walk into the pit, even if it's as crowded as it was this past year. I mean, they let something like 2,000 people in there. I mean, it's like a crazy number. I don't know exactly. Yeah. It's like a crazy number. What's your favorite pit show you've ever seen? Oh, show from the pit. Um, M83 was really good. 
Yeah, that was Mine fun. was Gambino still. Well, yeah. Like, I haven't had any other. Yeah. Like, that to me was probably, like, my best Bonner. And I've seen some incredible. Like, Lumineers were amazing, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, Gambino's just, holy shit. I don't know. It was it was amazing. <laughs> my favorite show I've seen from the pit was U2, because that's U2, one of my favorite yeah. bands. That was incredible. And then number two, Gambino. I'd have to think about number three. Maybe that M83 show that you talked about. We were close enough for McCartney that year. Me and you were like right behind the rail of the pit at the what stage. That was incredible to be yeah. that close to Paul, to like actually see him with your own eyes and him like joking around oh, about yeah. stuff, you know? That was so fun. Nothing's ever going to top that. That was the best show ever. I think that'll wrap it up for this week, guys. This was a pretty fun show. If you got any more stories like this, please send them in. You can find us on all of our social media at The Real Rebus. We're that on everything. And they can email us too, right? Yes. You can always email your story if you don't want to post it. And that might be better because it'll be a surprise when everyone listens to it. Yes. Um, email it to therealrubus at mail.com. Not Gmail, just therealrubus at mail.com. Also, we have a couple of photos to go with Chelsea's story. Uh, we got a photo that goes with Dink's story, too. And we'll be sure to throw those up on our Facebook page, our social media. So definitely go on there and check those out. So, Charlotte, where can everybody find you online? At Little Bits Vintage on Instagram. Awesome. Where can they find you, Chelsea? Instagram is C H E L underscore S E Y underscore. I tag you all the time when cool. I use your photos. So, so Chell underscore C underscore Ray. Yeah. And you can find Brooklyn at Ginger Marbles on Twitter. Is that right? Ginger underscore Marbles. Ginger underscore Marbles. So, guys, next week when we do the show, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to tell the story about how the repeat, repeat show happened at the bus in 2018 and it sounds like we are going to have Kristen and Jared on as guests next week too so we're going to have a lot of fun they're about to go on their big tour with some bands that you might have heard called the Black Keys and Modest Mouse so we're really excited for them thanks for listening everybody get out there do great things be kind and radiate positivity bye see ya yeah